welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello, my podcast nation. How y'all doing out there? Where are my people pleasers at? Yeah, that's kind of what it would sound like if I were standing on a stage right now, or at least that's kind of how I imagine it would sound like. I love a stage. I do. But uh, you got a microphone right now. That's what I'm sitting behind. Pretty used to that. Love that as well. Did that for about 20 years of my life. So you know what? I'm okay with that. But I do love a stage. And uh, today, yeah, we are talking about people pleasing. And why did I say where my people pleaser is at? Well, because I hear so many people refer to themselves as people pleasers. I have referred to myself as a people pleaser. And so I want to get one thing straight right off the bat. You, my friend, are not a people pleaser. You have people pleasing tendencies. You have a habit of people pleasing, which is great news. It is a very important distinction, an important place for us to start because this will help shift your perspective. You see, if you are a people pleaser, if that is like a fixed way of being, then that is just who you are. It's just, it's just what it is. Like I can't change my age. It is what it is. But that's not the case with labels like people pleaser. That label is not fixed. It just represents a bunch of habits, a bunch of habits that you have that fall underneath that label. Habits like saying yes when you want to say no, or agreeing when you really don't, maybe worrying about what other people think or whether or not they're happy, if they like you. Those are a lot of people-pleasing tendencies, and they fall under the label of a people-pleaser. There's like another really popular label out there, like procrastinator, like I'm a procrastinator. No, you, my friend, are not a procrastinator that is not a fixed aspect of yourself, you have the habit of procrastinating. You wait to the last minute to do something or you think it has to be perfect in order for it to be complete or you're always running late. Those are habits and you can change them. You can, believe it or not, you can change every single one of those. Guess what? I can't change my age. Do you start to see the difference? Yeah? You can change being a quote-unquote people pleaser or procrastinator by changing the habits because you are not that label. And that's all people pleasing is, is a bunch of habits that you've learned, which means you can unlearn them. Isn't that cool? And that is exactly what we are going to be looking at today. So I want to start off by clearly defining like what is a people pleaser. And I try to keep things as simple as possible And so I went looking for like, you know, the simplest definition of a people pleaser. And this is what I found. Putting someone else's needs ahead of your own. Okay, there's a basis of truth there. But I do think that that simple definition totally misses the boat. Because we've all done that, right? Like, especially if you're a parent, my goodness, you've definitely put others needs ahead of your own. But that's not because you're people pleasing. But it's because you want to, you choose to. There are times where like you get to, and that's so fun because you put others' needs ahead of your own from a place of love, not from a place of needing validation. Like we genuinely want to help people. And so there's a difference between love and people pleasing. So 
Sometimes the simplest definition isn't always the best. So I dug a little deeper and I went to the pros. I went to the experts. Oh yeah, I went to Merriam-Webster. You know them, the dictionary. And the dictionary defines it as an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own desires. Ding, 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 ding. I think we have a winner here, folks. There it is. An emotional need. An emotional need for people to be happy so that you can be happy. If you have people-pleasing tendencies, that's what that is. The emotional need for people to be happy so that you can be happy. Have you ever experienced this? Am I speaking to you here? Touching a nerve? If not, well, the holidays are up, so you probably will, especially if you're hosting. Uh, we we host Christmas Eve at our house. Like that's our family holiday for everyone coming over and we make a big meal and it's like all the stuff. I love Christmas Eve. And like when you're at my house, I want everyone to have a good time. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be relaxed and, and all of those things. And if there's someone who's not happy, isn't relaxed or having a good time, then I as the host have a really difficult time relaxing, being happy and having a good time myself. You can see where it's just like, nope, nope. If you're not, if you're not having a good time, then I can't have a good time. But I'm talking about like a day, a holiday, an evening where I want everyone to be happy. And if they're not, then I struggle to be happy. And I'm okay with that for a day. I can do anything for a day. And I choose to do that. But the reality is most people do not do that for just a day or a holiday or an evening. If you have people-pleasing tendencies, then this is how you live your life every day. Pulling and stretching in so many different directions in an effort to make people happy so that you can feel happy. When someone's emotional well-being is wrapped up in how others are feeling, man, that can get chaotic. That can get so overwhelming, not to mention it's exhausting. If you can't feel good unless someone else feels good, then the problem there is like you can't feel better unless they change. Think about that. If you have people-pleasing tendencies and you want others to be happy, so you do all of these things to try to make other people happy, and if they're still not happy... So you can't be happy. That's how you feel. Like I can't be happy if they're not happy. Well, then they have to change in order for you to feel good. Are you starting to see like the power that we unknowingly hand over to others in our lives? Now, like it's, it's perfectly fine to want people to be happy. I want people to be happy, but it's when your emotional well-being is wrapped up in whether or not they are happy. That's where the trouble happens. So why do we do it? Why do we people please? Well, I believe like at the core of it is we just want to be liked. We want to be liked. And it makes sense. Back when, when humans were like hunter-gatherers living in caves and in tribes, we needed the other members of our tribes to like us. Because if they didn't like us, they'd kick us out. And if you got kicked out of the tribe, then there's a good chance you're going to die. And like, even though we're not living in caves anymore and tribes like that, we have evolved. Our brain really hasn't. It's still pretty old school and has that old wiring that if you get kicked out of the tribe, you're going to die. 
So even though someone not liking you today doesn't mean you're going to die, it can feel like it because of the wiring of our brain. So we do things like apologize too much. We overcommit. We avoid conflict. So we don't have to experience that negative emotion. And uh, you you may have noticed that I keep saying we. <laughs> we. Well, yeah. Hi, my name is Pamela and uh, I have some people-pleasing tendencies of my own. I'm working on it. And I, I was the, I don't want to rock the boat kind of pleaser. You know, you know what I'm talking about here. The, it's just easier if I do it myself instead of asking for help kind of pleaser. Uh-huh. The, uh, it's no big deal. I'll just do it pleaser. Yeah. Oh, and there was the, uh, I don't want to put anyone out pleaser side of me. Can you identify with what I'm talking about here? Yeah. I would get so uncomfortable if I thought other people were uncomfortable. I didn't know if they were uncomfortable. If I just thought that they were uncomfortable, I did not like that. I was uncomfortable. So in order to break the tension, I would just take things on myself or try to make it better. And the irony is like I was so focused on making sure that others weren't uncomfortable that I in turn made myself so uncomfortable by committing to things I didn't really want to do. Like it was okay for me to feel this way, but it wasn't for them. I mean, classic people-pleasing tendencies, right? Can you feel me on this one? You might be nodding along going, uh-huh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, I don't blame myself for this. And if you can identify with it, then you shouldn't blame yourself either. We are socialized to go along with everyone else. I mean, we were taught from a very young age not to rock that boat, not to create waves. And in that process, we then can also start to undervalue our own thoughts, our own opinions, and even start believing that like others' thoughts and opinions are more important than our own. I know, ouch, it even hurts to say out loud, but it's the truth for a lot of us. And I didn't always feel like I had to make myself small so that others could be comfortable. That was something that happened over time for me, and it probably did with you as well. And, and, and if that's you and you can identify with what I'm saying here, and I, then I say this with so much love in my heart from the perspective of someone who has those people-pleasing tendencies, you're lying. Yeah. This was a hard reality for me. And so it may like kind of hit you upside the head as well. But every time you say yes, when you want to say no, that's a lie. You're lying to them because you really don't want to cover their shift at work. You're lying because you don't want to watch the kids. You're lying because you don't want to do the bake sale. You're lying because you don't want to do that event. You don't want to go to that restaurant. You don't want to do those things. But more importantly than all of that, you're lying to yourself. If you prioritize saying yes to the requests of others and no to your own, then you are not going to do what you want or what's best for you. And like, here's the thing. There is no guarantee that people pleasing will actually make the other person happy. <laughs> Seriously, there is no guarantee. Has that happened to you? 
Have you gone out of your way to help someone or do something that you really didn't want to do, but you did it to be nice and you wanted them to like you, even though you didn't realize that was at the core of it, that really, when you peel the layers of the onion back, that was what was at the core of it. And you did all the things that you didn't really want to do, but you did them anyway, and the other person didn't really appreciate it, or they still weren't happy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I've done it. And then I get mad at myself. I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I try to help them when I really didn't want to and they didn't even really appreciate it? See, there's no guarantee that that people pleasing is going to make anyone happy, but you know what it will do? It will keep you from doing what you want to do. And in turn, that will probably make you really unhappy. Hmm. Interesting, right? So how do you stop people pleasing and start telling the truth? To them and yourself. Well, number one, stop trying to fit in and start being you. And I don't mean to give you some sort of like platitude here, but I'm going to unpack this a little bit. But it's the permission to like fully be you live and in technicolor, my friend. When you're people pleasing and lying to them as well as yourself, guess what? That's not you. That's not you. That is a version of you. And might I point out, it is not the highest version or the best version of you. Do you want people to like the version of you or do you want them to like you? And some of you right now might be going, well, what if they don't like me? Well, then they're not your people. Best you know that now, right? Why are you trying to please the people that aren't your people? Spend that time and energy on the folks who are your people. I mean, boom. Yeah, here's the here's the other thing. And and I've learned this too. It's really not up to you if people like you. And that might sound super weird because it's not what we're taught from a very young age. But it's really not up to you if people like you. Like you can do everything quote unquote right, like be a good person in your eyes, and someone's still not like you. Seriously, because it is entirely up to them, not you. You can do everything in your power to try to get someone to like you and they still don't. Does that happen? Why? Because it's not up to you. You might remind them of the girl in the eighth grade that didn't let them sit at the lunch table. Or like the 10th grade gym teacher who had the same haircut as you that that told them they suck at field hockey. Or maybe the college roommate that, that stole their clothes. Can you see that this has nothing to do with you? What I'm getting at is other people's experiences and histories in life are what going to determine whether or not they like you, whether they jive with your personality, whether you're their kind of person, which brings me to like number two. It is okay if someone does not like you. Yeah. Did you know that? (laughs) I know you're like, yeah, I know it's okay if people don't like me, but like deep down inside that really bothers you if someone doesn't like you. I, I, I want to ask you this. Do you like everyone? Seriously. Do you like everyone? Do you like everyone in your family? Do you like everyone that you work with, all of your colleagues? Do you like your husband's friends? Do you like all of your wife's friends? Do you like all of the parents on your kids' basketball, baseball, volleyball, soccer team, whatever it may be? No! No, you don't! Heck, sometimes you probably don't even like yourself. There are times I don't like myself. There are people you don't like. So why are you expecting everyone to like you? 
just like it is perfectly okay for you not to like them, guess what? It's okay if they don't like you. Now, none of this is a license to be a jerk. None of it. You nor they should ever disrespect one another because that's in a whole different story. Not liking you or you not liking them is perfectly fine. You can still be respectful and not make somebody else's life miserable because of it. You just don't have to engage. Perfectly fine. Lastly, learn to say no. I mean, it can be the hardest word to say, but I'm telling you right now, it is the most valuable. We tend to worry about saying those two little letters because we don't want to disappoint others. We don't want to hurt their feelings or, you know, maybe even miss out on an opportunity. We also think sometimes it's easier to say yes rather than handle our emotions or people's reactions if we say no. Again, that's a lie, right? You only have so many hours in the day and there's nothing you can really do about that, but you can choose how you spend those hours, whether they fill you up or whether they take so much from you. Don't let other people create your to-do list. When you do, you give up that power, that control, and you disrespect your own needs by making them less important than the needs of others. Like, you don't have to go all hardcore out here and just blurt out no to everyone. That, that's not what I'm saying. But you can start by simply telling folks, let me get back to you on that. Hey, can you cover my shift at, at work this week? Mm, you know what? Let me get back to you on that. Hey, can you, uh, you want to come over for New Year's Eve? Let me get back to you on that. Hey, can you watch the kids this weekend? Let me get back to you on that. Hey, can you help me move? <laughs> Let me get back to you on that. It gives you a moment to pause and some space for you to decide if you really want to do it or if you don't. Like that, that small phrase, you know what? Let me get back to you on that is so powerful. So I highly recommend you use it if you struggle to say no. You can also say something like, thanks so much for thinking of me, but but I can't. Or I wish I could make it work, but unfortunately I can't. See, you don't have to be a jerk about it. I think we have this idea that if we say no to someone, we're being a mean, we're being like a jerk. You can be very nice and say no. Ah, oh, thanks so much for thinking of me. I just, I can't make it work this time. Start there. Like, just start there and then you build up the muscle of saying no, the more you do it. So what would it be like if you valued your own thoughts and opinions more than that of others? Or if you could say no without feeling guilty. If you like didn't spin or worry if someone was uncomfortable or if they didn't like you, what would that be like? I'm going to tell you, it's pretty amazing. It's freeing. It's authentic. It's real. So like use the tips I've shared with you in this podcast, apply them to your life. See what it would be like to stop lying to people in yourself. I mean, and if you get stuck with this, totally normal. Most people do. You probably heard a few things in this podcast this week that you're like, oh, never thought of it that way. That's okay. If you get stuck, let me know. That's kind of my area of expertise. In fact, I've got a few one-on-one -on -one coaching slots 
that are going to be open in the new year. If you've really resonated with what you've heard in this podcast and others throughout the year, I invite you to go to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com, grab a free mini session where we'll dive into what's going on with you and how I can help you get where you want to go so you can have the best year ever. And then you can also, if you're not ready for one-on-one coaching, then continue to listen to this podcast. Follow me on social, on Instagram, on Facebook at Pamela Hughes Coaching, where I'm constantly dropping tips and nuggets and hacks and sharing those things with you guys, all right? So plenty of stuff out there for you to work on, especially with the holidays coming up here. You'll have plenty of opportunity to try these three tips to kind of quell those people-pleasing tendencies and see how they work out for you. I think you would be amazed at how much easier it is than you may think it is and how much better you feel when you start putting yourself first, not from a place of being selfish, but from a place of loving and respecting yourself. All right? All right, my friends, that's what I have for you this week. I'll talk to you next. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.